0: The gospel reading this morning is from St. Mark, chapter 10, verses 2 through 16, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1570. Glory to you, O Lord. St. Mark, chapter 10, verses 2 through 16, some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you, he replied. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. And therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this, and he answered, Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. Now people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked him. And when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, and he placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. This morning, my title is... Hard hearts, hard hearts. I wonder if if anyone here can remember a time maybe in the past or maybe even right now where your heart was hardened towards somebody or something. And this is a dangerous case to be. Again, this last few weeks, I've been talking about the dangers of rejecting forgiveness of sins. The dangers of rejecting God and his offer of salvation. And the danger of rejecting Jesus. Because when we reject Jesus, not only do we reject him, we reject the one who sent him. This is a, a thread that weaves through the theme today as well. Where we find ourselves is the Pharisees coming to test him. Some Pharisees came and tested him by saying, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Why would they bring that up? Jesus was, as he commonly did, when he he would go to the synagogue and he would teach. And he was growing in popularity with the people. And the Pharisees didn't like this. This was bad for business. Who is this man We've got to stop him. And so when they ask this question, they're not asking really for any other reason than to seek Jesus' death. Well, how could that be? Well, they were coming at it in such a way that they were trying to justify themselves. Jesus is doing this incredible teaching and and just turning everything upside down and shaking it out that no longer... Was uh, a priest, a rabbi needed as a go between God? Jesus came to say, I am. I am your connection to God. And so, in their small minds, granted, Jesus is God, right? The Word became carnate. Nobody's going to argue with that, correct? So they're arguing with God about what the word of God says. And they bring it all the way to Deuteronomy where, where they're, 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 they're saying, well, Moses gave us divorce. They were tempting Jesus. In this one, they were testing. Tempting, testing, kind of the same thing. In the King James Version, we see tempting. And the Greek word for that is... Pirazzo Pirazzo Mark uses that word tempting twice in his writings here and also when Jesus is tempted by Satan The Pharisees are in pretty dangerous company when they are tempting God tempting Jesus they're in the same company as Satan That's the battle that, that goes around us. That's the battle that we have to keep our hearts from hardening. Satan hates you. He hates me. He hates your family, your marriage, everything about you, and he'll do everything that he can to kill it, including twisting, twisting God's word. Jesus counters their question. Beautifully by saying, What did Moses command you? Oh. So just as Jesus defeated Satan, who used Scripture incorrectly, here too, he counters the Pharisees with Moses' words. And they should have known, they should have known this. They should have been subordinate. Moses' command. Moses' commands were not just suggestions, nor were they attempts to manipulate Jesus. They are the word of God, the words of the one whom they are tempting. They don't understand that. And Jesus replies to them they said, Moses, well, they said to him, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. Why did Moses do that? Because at the time, not unlike today, it was a result of a controversy regarding divorce. And what was acceptable grounds for divorce at the time. And it's likely that the Pharisees favored an easy approach to to separate a man where a man could divorce his wife. They were... Looking for a... Wait a minute. Some of the reasons that a man could divorce in the time of Moses was just a, a disagreement. Can you imagine that? A poorly cooked meal. Hardened hearts. Hardened hearts. And so... They weren't seeking wisdom from Jesus. They were trying to kill him because they were looking for him to provide heresy against what Moses' words were. They were seeking to have Jesus condemned either for being hard-hearted towards the husband or hard-hearted towards the wife. They tried this again. If you remember John 11, 8, 1 through 11, the woman caught in adultery. How many people does it take to commit adultery? Two, right? We never hear about where the man was. Hardened hearts, hardened hearts. They were trying to trap Jesus then to and kill him. They were, well, disqualified, weren't they? We know the story, Jesus knelt down, started riding things in the dirt like to imagine what it was. I, I hope it was their name and their offense. It, it might have been hard hearts. Jesus goes on to say in, in, in verse five, it was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law. Jesus replied, "But at the beginning of creation, God made God made them male and female and for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh so they are no longer two but one flesh therefore what God has joined together let no one separate hard hearts hard hearts are the root of this discussion. Hard hearts are the root of disobedience towards God's word. Hard hearts kept them from seeing that they were engaging the one whom God of all creation had sent to reconcile the lost unto himself. They weren't thinking forward they were thinking now he's bad for business he's 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 drawing a crowd how can that be they wanted a divorce from jesus their hard heart wanted something other than that what god had sent the pharisees were self-justified by quoting deuteronomy 24:1 The laws concerning divorce, and this is what it says. When a man takes a wife and marries her, if then she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some indecency in her, and he writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house, and she departs out of his house, that's pretty easy divorce. And they're quoting Moses' words there. However, The distortion here is Moses allowed. Moses allowed. And God made. Genesis 1 and Genesis 2.18. It is not good for the man to be alone. We heard that this morning. I will make a helper for him. And so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took on Took one of the man's ribs and closed up the flesh, the place with flesh. The Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. I wonder if Moses said, (laughs) Woohoo! Thanks, Dad. He should have. We all should. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this, and he answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. Now here's the deal. The heart of the matter in a divorce is a matter of the heart. It's not, this is not, Scripture here or this proclamation is not marriage Advice for two heathens that are joined in marriage. This is an illustration of heathens wanting to follow their hard hearts. It's not just divorce, this is an illustration of a people that are beloved and they want to satisfy their own stomachs. Man, again. I want meat. God made the manna and gave it to man. And man murmured, not good enough. My heart, I want something else. The flesh wants to satisfy the flesh. The flesh wants to disregard what God has made. The flesh wants to divorce himself from what God has commanded. Again, I say, it is appointed for a man to take a wife and leave his parents and cleave to his wife. Cleave to become one. Now, Christ left his father for a time, right? He left his father to gather his bride, the church. And he ultimately gave his life for his bride. His own life. His own sinless life to reconcile his bride. To wash her clean and make her white as snow. Pure. Redeemed. This is what we're learning and what we're hearing and how this is applied to us in life. We're hearing that the bride, you, me, all men who have sinned. If we say we're without sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. We have been a disobedient bride. We see it time and time again with Moses and the people grumbling Worshipping idols. The groom wasn't enough. God wasn't enough. They had hardened hearts. They wanted uh, to divorce God. And so, he's not going to make you stay, does he? He's not going to drag any of us into heaven, is he? He does not evangelize with the tip of the sword. However, Over and over again, he pursues his unfaithful bride. He pursues her. As a bride, this bride, the church, has been adulterous, disobedient, rebellious, taking out others through seduction and temptation through words of scripture, twisted, sweet subduction. Just like the serpent in the garden. Did God really tell you you would die? He just doesn't want you to be like me. And the hard heart says, you know what, that's right. I want to eat. I want to do what I'm not supposed to do. There's got to be a reason for it, and he doesn't want me to have any fun. God does not encourage divorce. This is not an encouragement. He despises it. Divorce, separating. He doesn't want his people to be separated from him. He doesn't want us to be separated from each other, whether we're married or not. He wants us together holding hands. He wants us together in the church, never failing to come together in his name, never failing to come together to eat of his body and his blood, never forsaking each other, but loving each other, supporting each other, forgiving each other, pursuing those who are lost. He pleads he over and over again with his rebellious bride, come back, be reconciled, be forgiven, be made new. The time for his bride, the time for his bride is now, to come back now, to be restored now, this moment Now the groom meets those in baptism. The groom washes them clean. The groom makes them new. The groom gives them a gift of the Holy Spirit. The most beautiful marriage gift that you can get. God in us. The groom will meet us today at this table saying, come, be clean, be nourished with my blood and my body. Come, be made new again. The groom says, I forgive you. I don't care what you've done. I want you. To be with me always. That's not something that the flesh and the man can do without God. So the question is this Will the bride RSVP with her attendants? Will the bride come to the table? Our groom has prepared the feast in advance for you and for me. The table is set. In the name of Jesus, amen.